0: And when I was thinking, I could hear my thoughts as a voice in my head.
1: Mm. It was
0: so super clear. It was no buzz. It was just when I thought about a problem or a question I had, every answer was so clear to me. It was no doubt about what I should do or which way I should go or what's right or what's wrong. It was just clarity.
2: Hey, my name is Innocent Maginga and you're listening to the Learnability Podcast. For individuals seeking growth, we've created this open-ended exploration into our ability and desire to learn. I guess you could call it a combination of what we know and how we learn. So, in conversation with individuals, either speaking from experience, belief, or science, we seek to find answers to how to navigate and win in this information age. In today's episode, we're speaking to Natalie Fikas. All the cute things at Instagram. We speak about her two and a half years battling leukemia and how she finally slayed it just a few months ago. With, of course science and medicine but also using a lot of the tools she learned from her Polish guru as she called her. Why wasn't she satisfied with her life at 12 years old and what are the tools that got her out of this and helped her through battling cancer? Have a listen to this conversation to find out. So we're here today with Natalie Ficas. Really excited to have you here. You're just back from a vacation, right?
0: Yes, I am. I was on a road trip in uh, Florida, and we went also to Cuba.
2: Wow how was How was that trip? How was the journey?
0: It was incredible. I love to travel, and I love to meet new people. So that's what we did.
2: And we—that's you and your boyfriend, right? Me
0: and my boyfriend. Yeah.
2: I saw a really interesting post. You reflected a bit on the different cultures. Yeah. Would you mind sharing?
0: Of course. It's very different. Like, Cuba is very communistic. And uh, I felt very confused over there because everything was so different. Like, they don't have a shopping street. You don't see Zara, H&M. You don't see big chains. Nothing. No, you cannot shop there. You cannot do, like, you can just walk around and eat food and drink a lot of mojitos.
2: And then going to Florida was that the total opposite? Would you say?
0: Yeah, it was actually a shock because we lived very modest in uh, Cuba, yeah. not so much food, not so much stuff. And then you, when you come to America and you just get this huge portion when you order food, everything is so maxed up, and I was just like overwhelmed for such a long time. And um, yeah, you you see the differences and you see the the similarities also. What
2: would you say are the differences and similarities? Just quite speculative, I guess.
0: The difference is that like in Cuba, even if people don't have so much stuff, they have security, like they have healthcare. care. Everybody is maybe poor, but it's equal. Mm. And everybody gets food from the government. And in America, I met people that... Um, like, if they have the same disease that I had, they are just sent to die. Because if you don't have the insurance and if you don't have the money, you cannot survive. Like, if you get cancer or something. So that was the big difference.
2: Lack of equality, I guess. And
0: yeah, well, yeah,
2: solidarity. Yeah, solidarity, solidarity, yeah,
0: of course. It was quite scary to see the similarities because we went to this um, museum in Havana, and I felt like, oh my god, over there you can see Chávez's hat, you can see stuff, and they are like Cuba is the best country in the world, and I felt like, oh my god, I'm being brainwashed. And then we went to Florida, and we went to Kennedy Space Center. Oh, and it was the same. Yes, it was just like America was the first <laughs> nation in the moon, and It was so propaganda, and when they're talking about the Russian space program, there was this scary music playing in the background. And I felt like, this is also brainwash.
2: Thank you for your reflections, and uh, thank you for coming back to Sweden. (laughs) We need your energy over here. So, we met on the 9th of May. I remember the date, because it was my birthday. Our friend in common... Pinar! Pinar, exactly. (laughs) brought you with her to our we started with a day party and ended the next day (laughs) and you were there for the day part it was really great meeting you and I actually got to know after you had left or a few days I don't remember when in some way I got to know that you were in the middle of uh, fighting cancer and leukemia right
0: yeah yeah exactly
2: what stage were you in then
0: um, When I showed up at your party, I was in between two very heavy chemo sessions, so I just got uh, a little bit hair back on my head, and it was like a kiwi, if you <laughs> 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 like a kiwi head. But I was very proud.
1: <laughs> it sounds so cute, that kiwi head.
0: And uh, like people, you know, everybody has heard that you should live every day like it's your last. But between my chemo treatments, I Uh, was partying like it was my last party
2: (laughs) and and that's because that was what i felt like i i'm so glad i guess that i didn't know Mm. because i i'm not sure but i think i might have you know treated you different and you've probably seen that like yeah uh, um yeah it's it's I, i guess it's a good part because it's human maybe um wanting to take care or feeling something but i was glad i got to just see you. And I really loved your energy throughout <laughs> that your busy.
0: Thank you. I was I remember when I saw you because you were in this cool like white suit or something. Oh yeah, and a hat, and I was like, "Wow, is this Sweden? <laughs> this is so cool!" Oh
2: yeah, actually, I actually, remember that outfit? Yeah, yeah I'll bring that back great. this summer. Yeah. Thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> it's a keeper.
2: So you you were in the middle of um, your.
0: Treatment. Treatment. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: that's the right word. When did you get the uh, notice?
0: That I was sick?
2: That you were sick, yeah.
0: Um, I figure out that I was sick in April 2016.
2: Oh, so that's just the year before.
0: Yeah. And the treatment for leukemia is two and a half year. Like intense treatment or like not very intense, but as intense it can be.
2: Yeah how How does that treatment process look
0: um it's for my program uh, acute lymphatic leukemia it's um uh, it's like you call it you have several blocks mm. so you get chemo and then your body is just like shutting down for a couple of weeks you you're, Could you're
2: you explain what chemo is for those who don't know uh, chemotherapy chemo,
0: chemo is uh, basically poison that they put in your body to fight the bad cells but even the good cells like your hair cells mm. everything is getting like you lose everything and then you have to rebuild yourself
2: so it's our best way of fighting the cancer bacteria no no cancer- it's,
0: a, it's a i don't know what it is it's you know i know so little about my disease because it was not my focus you know my yeah. focus was to take care of my soul and my heart and my my energy.
2: We will get more into that. I'm excited to <laughs> hearing more about how you focus your energy in this. Yeah. Okay, so basically there's no way of targeting the bad whatever it is. So you target everything, you try yeah. to kill as much to get the bad and mm. then you have to rebuild. Yeah. Wow, that's really intense.
0: It's really intense and it's it's horrifying because you're lying in the bed. The chemo is going in in your blood through IV and you just know. It's like you got to get slapped on the face and you have to try to prepare for for that it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt so bad and you don't know in which way it's going to hurt.
2: But it's, it's sort of all over.
0: Yeah. What's happening in your body, it's like that you lose your immune system. So you can just get so diff- many different types of diseases and uh, side effects from the chemo like um yeah you can get very sick uh, i had like um, pain in my mouth um my, i had skin problem like so many and every time it's a different situation
2: i'm so glad you you're over these two and a half years it sounds like a real struggle um when did you get the notice that you're cancer free?
0: It was this winter, actually. Yeah. And it was.
2: So a few months ago.
0: Yeah. But it was actually a really weird experience because everybody was like, now she needs to be very happy because she's uh, healthy. Mm. And I just crashed because it was like, I was so focused for all this two and a half years to just survive. Mm. It was just survive, 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 survive. And now when I was a survivor, I felt like so empty because everything around me was a bit like...
2: Is it like you'd based your life and being on surviving? Yeah. And now you don't know what to do? Maybe you hadn't prepared to survive, yeah. maybe. You just tried to prepare... The energy to stay alive,
0: and it was um, it was very easy. And suddenly it was like, okay, I'm alive. Mm. That means that I have so much opportunity to focus on. I have so many different oh, things, yeah. so many paths I can go. What should I do? And who am I mm. after this? How is my energy level? What's the what's what's my body now after all these treatments and heavy medication? Like my doctor said, he was like. You got the strongest chemo we give somebody. There's nothing stronger than the things you just have. So he was like, because I was very easygoing all the time, and he was like, don't joke so much. Don't forget what you've been through because this is very serious.
2: And how have you taken that with you? Did that kind of switch or did you take that um, saying with you?
0: You know, sometimes I just feel very healthy and I'm very fast. I always look forward and it's really nice to to be able to play that sentence from the doctor in my head. Mm. Because then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. It's It was very bad and my medication was very heavy and maybe I should slow down a bit also. So I am very thankful for that reminder.
2: And it's also a reminder of your strength maybe yeah. That you actually went through this Mm-mm. You're on the other side now
1: Wee Yeah
2: <laughs> You wrote the following on your Instagram I love your Instagram you're, You write really well and you're very inspiring I want to read something and then ask you a question You wrote Some days are hard and others are strenuous As it's a hell of a carousel being sick even though I sometimes became mentally broken down and almost insane by the pain. All in all, I have felt strong. Many people wonder how I can be so happy. And the answer is that it's because I've found strategies to deal with these days, such as in this video. So you posted a video where you were saying you had a really bad day and you write crappy days, basically. I call these strategies my inner tools and I'm ever so thankful for them. I hope you all become strong from the inside out and find strategies and tools to handle difficult situations in life. It's humane to mourn and it's your right to be sad or mad. What you don't need to do is to stay in and marinate those feelings for too long. You are worthy of flow and beauty, because I believe you will then do good for the world. Get out and chase your tools. Fantastically well written.
0: Thank
1: you.
2: <laughs> so, what are your best tools and strategies?
1: Hmm... <sighs>
0: It's such a hard question because it's very individual um, for people. What kind of tools they're going to use in their special situation. The best thing for me when I got sick was that I already had, had my tools. Yeah. And... Um,
2: Where did you learn them?
0: Uh, yeah, I have my Polish guru that learned me a <laughs> everything. Polish guru.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's this Polish guru? She's
0: such a cool lady. She's uh, around 60. She has done a lot of meditation, self-reflection, different courses, and uh, she knows so much about life.
2: And where did you find her? Do, you, do I Google Polish guru <laughs> to find someone like this?
0: It's my mother's friend. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I started to look inside myself when I was like 12 years old. I didn't like my life. I didn't like... I didn't like what was around me Mm. and I wanted to change that and I didn't feel good and I want to change myself for the better.
2: How did you come to be in this state as a 12-year-old? I'm thinking it's quite deep thoughts.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I was very, I was a very lonely child.
2: Yeah.
0: I didn't have any siblings. I, I have always been a thinker.
1: Mm.
0: I've always been very weird. If you look at pictures, like I, I love to like go to the flea market when I was 10 years old and buy old like clothes from the 70s and I wanted to be a hippie. And I've been like, I could never fit in anywhere, Mm. but I always, I was always true to myself.
2: That's what I'm hearing. And I'm hearing a unique human being. And we can sit here today as adults and know that. Mm. I was unique and my style. Mm. But I guess in that age, you just want to fit in. That's all you want to do in life. It's, it's, it circles around fitting in. And that's so sad. I think we miss a lot of uniqueness mm. that can just flourish in that way. And I think a lot of young adults feel bad for nothing, mm. for the wrong reasons. Mm. But you had your Polish guru. To help you out of this
0: (laughs) I'm so glad I had But She was telling me so much Like The best thing She learned me was When I met her For the first times I said like Why am I so weird? I cannot get it Why Why can I just not be like Everybody else? And she said to me Don't focus why you are different Focus on how you want to be And Mm. It's it's just so easy to say so, but it was like, it fell down something like...
2: A mind shift.
0: A mind shift. And that mind shift has been with me forever since. I'm so thankful.
2: I'm guessing what she's doing there is removing the focus from other people's impression and moving it to what do you want to be? An inner an inner journey or exploration. yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wow. And you could take that in as a 12-year-old.
0: I'm so happy that I really could do that. Uh, maybe not the full scale of the of the information. But uh, I could take in some of the those words she said to me. And uh, it was just cool to learn that uh, I don't have to be miserable. I don't have to be sad because I got the power. Mm-hmm. The power is in my hands. And that was just a life-changing experience for me.
2: Do you remember like first steps you started doing or like a clear way you started seeing yourself or your environment different?
0: Yeah. I'm um, interested
2: in that transition.
0: I remember, this sounds so easy, but it probably was not easy. But I remember that I was shy. Mm. And I said to myself, I don't want to be shy.
1: Mm.
0: I don't want to be shy. And who cares if I ask too many questions And are a bit weird because I'm weird anyway (laughs) so let's just ask a lot of questions say hi to everyone I want to say hi to and I met a lot of new friends and a lot of new people and I was talking to everybody in school like I was friends with almost everyone
2: it's hard to say like be yourself what does that really mean but it sounds like you really just started being yourself and got uh, love or energy back from that got in a positive feedback yeah. loop instead of just questioning yeah. yourself all the time.
0: And I think that was very unexpected. Yeah. Like I thought that if I show people who I am, that people wouldn't like me, but some did and some did not, but who cares?
2: So as a teenage girl, you start using these tools. I'm guessing there's more tools and mm. different strategies, yeah. but that's maybe the, the fundamental mm. principle, yeah. just be yourself. And then you tweak that. You've also spoken a lot about taking responsibility for, and you highlight, you put emphasis on everything. Can you elaborate on this? What does that mean?
0: Yeah. To take responsibility, that's my superpower, actually. And that's the key to everything I do. Because when I do something, I always do it 100%. Mm. And I can always, if somebody busts me, Mm. I can, I can stand up and say, yes, I did it. I know it's not right, but I did it.
1: Mm.
0: Or I think this is right or whatever. But I'm always like very conscious about what I'm doing and why. And that means that when I was sick, I had already fulfilled a lot of my dreams. Yeah. I had travel I had party, I had been with my boyfriend that I love and I've been true to myself, to my dreams, and I had for like 28 years did things that I like to do in a responsible way, and um, I was very proud of myself.
2: Mm. So you were there feeling that you could take responsibility for the way you've lived your life, being true to yourself?
0: Because I can say I met a lot of people in the hospital that wasn't responsible for things they have chosen in their life. Because they have chosen stuff that they think the society was like, oh, I should buy a house, I Mm. should get married, I should do this or that. They hadn't been true to themselves. They didn't take responsibility for their their dreams and wishes.
2: We're not doctors sitting here, but just speculative again. Do you think that that could affect your energy? Because you're in there knowing that I've been me, I've done me, Mm. and you get that energy from that. Yeah. While another person in the same situation maybe is sitting there questioning, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I become a singer? Mm. Not finding the energy to fight.
0: Exactly like you say, so many people focused on why didn't I do this? Oh, it was just, I wanted to move to Spain. I wanted Mm. to do this. I wanted to do that. Why didn't I do that?
2: And just negativity yeah. feeds negativity. Yeah.
0: They couldn't move on because mm. they were they were they were locked up in their like um, in sadness mm. in, of things they didn't do. And I felt like okay, if I die, I'm gonna die so happy, so proud, so satisfied with the things I've done.
2: How often do you, did you think of dying, or?
0: Do you? Mm, I, I think I have always think about death because um, my grandmother, she's um, she's a survivor from World War Two, And like war and... From Poland? Yeah, from Poland, yeah. So war and death has always been like a big part of my life. And for me, it's super natural to die. Like it's nothing I'm... I'm I'm afraid of yeah. or like I don't want to die now but I know the only thing we all have in common that's that we that everybody is gonna die one day
2: that's so so true yeah and I think um I had my father passing away before I was born oh. uh, but so as a really young kid I think I had a little bit in mind and I think it was sort of a, a, a motivating factor like okay let's live life as mm much as possible but then you get into your teens you start Mm. just yeah (laughs) being a teen (laughs) but then uh, I lost my first uncle that was really close to my mother uh, a few years back and quite close to that my uh, cousin so these were my two male role models Mm. growing up without a father so I realized wow first I realized who they were Mm. and appreciated them so much more Mm. And also got more aware again mm. of death and life mm. and you start questioning things maybe and the importance of what you're saying, being true to yourself.
0: Mm. I'm sad they passed away because it's, it's very sad to miss somebody that you wish you had by your side. I was very close to my grandmother and she's not with us anymore. And I think about her and I like... She likes my colorful clothing. Mm, so when mm. I buy something, like in, when I'm in the dressing room, I'm like, I, I'm always thinking about yeah, her. Yeah, you like. can
2: so turn it into yeah. something positive and motivating. Yeah, and it seems like that's your method in life, yeah. turning everything to something mm. positive.
0: Yeah. And I think that uh, positive thinking has got a very bad reputation yeah. because people get angry when, uh, when they hear from somebody. Think positive in this Mm. hard situation. Oh, you get cancer. Think positive. And people are like, that's not going to help me. But the weird thing is I think it's going to help you. I'm sorry to say that.
2: (laughs) I think I I believe that as well. And I think what I'm trying to do here is take a story or people's stories. And actually, if I can, show the science of why it actually helps. Like, okay, (laughs) so this is released and that positivity mm. feeds positivity because I, I've been very science-based mm. in my approach and thinking but seeing these what you would might call more um, not concrete or mm. fluid like positive thinking or it, it's more if you are too scientifically based mm. You might see this as nonsense or whatever. But if you can try to, instead of just dismissing it, try to understand it. Mm. So take your science approach and try to apply it in Mm. positive thinking. Okay, what happens physically, biologically? Mm. You can find that, okay, okay, and then you might. Some people need to go that route, I think, to understand what you mean when you say think positive. Yeah,
0: Hmm. I think we have to find a clever way to just... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Disguised it in yeah, some exactly. cool words
1: and just like
2: <laughs> repackage yeah, it yeah, as yeah, yeah. some cool digital <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so many people ask me like how can you be happy every day and um, I always say because I choose to mm-hmm. because I like I don't have any abs but I have like Positivity abs, mm, you know? <laughs> I get
2: that. And the, the, way, the same way you build abs by working yeah. out, I guess you have to work on this. And...
0: Every single day. And I wrote a post about my boyfriend yesterday. And also like that, to have a good relationship, mm. you have to work on it yes. every single day. Yes. But if you are in a good place, if you like your partner, it's going to be fun to work at, at your relationship. And the same like... I want to be positive because it makes me so happy and giggly and bubbly and creative. It's worth to work at it.
2: And to actually work at it when you are personally in a good place or when your relationship is in a good place because life has its up and downs. Yeah. But if you've worked on it, when you get to the low, you know sort of what to do and you come up yeah. again.
0: Yeah, and it can be very hard to come up again. It can be hard to think positive sometimes. But um, you, if you are true to yourself, Mm. you're going to be, you're going to be happy.
2: So you seem to be very conscious of your energy. And I also saw that you've been on uh, Vipassana.
0: Yes. So
2: do you (laughs) meditate a lot? And how was your Vipassana experience?
0: Maybe we should tell people what Vipassana is.
2: Yes, yes, that's so true. That's so true. Let's start there.
0: Vipassana, that's when you lock up your phone in a box.
2: I, a lot of people turned off the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> lock up my what?
0: You are checking into a very simple place. Nothing Instagram friendly, just like a hard bed mm. and nothing else. And you do meditation 10 hours per day. And you're not talking to anybody and you're not looking people in their eyes.
2: So I did a silent retreat for just 48 hours. Mm. That's my experience. And it was, wow, I haven't gotten better words for it. It was special. Mm. It was really special. Meditating. Mm. I'm still a a learner. I'm Mm. an early learner trying to get better at it. But meditating for, I think we did it a total of six to eight Mm. hours a day. Just doing it for whatever, 20 minutes, it it can be hard. So this was the next level. And also the no contact. How did you experience that?
0: I was, it was so much emotions doing vipassana. Mm. It was, I didn't have a concept of time. I didn't know if it has passed one week or one year. You know, you get, you get lost in the meditation bubble. It was very hard because it was very strict practice. And it's a lot of rules, what you can do and not do. And honestly, it was very boring sometimes. Mm. Because 10 hours meditation, that's a lot to do in one day. It's
2: a lot.
0: And you cannot talk to anybody. And there's nothing to look at because it was like, It was autumn. There was no leaves at the trees. Everything was just gray and boring. And uh, you have only yourself to look into. Mm. And that can be very painful as well.
2: I think we have too little space to be bored Mm. today. Yeah. Living in the urban cities. Yeah. We're too stimulated Mm. all the time. So for me, I, I... want to say again i just did it for two Mm. days for eight hours but that period was uh i wanted to go back Mm. i wanted to dive back into being bored
1: Mm. wow
0: yeah i can miss to be bored i was bored a lot when i was a kid
2: i thought of that (laughs) as well yeah yeah before phones and everything yeah Yeah.
0: and um, i think to be bored is a very good source of creativity and ideas and Stuff is happening when you are like, I don't have to do anything, I don't know what to do. Mm. Then you have to make something up.
2: Yeah, you think freely, think of something yeah. from the past, mm. make up something for the yeah. future. Yeah. Instead of just being in a feed.
0: Yeah. What happened when I did Vipassa? Yeah, it was it was so cool because when I arrived, I had so much buzz in my brain. Mm all the podcasts I was listening to I can hear the voice of people in my head. I was just like packed with podcasts and when I came there it started to get like silent in my head and when I was thinking I could hear my thoughts as a voice in my head
1: Mm. it was
0: so super clear. It was no buzz. It was just When I thought about a problem or a question I had, every answer was so clear to me. It was no doubt about what I should do or which way I should go or what's right or what's wrong. It was just clarity.
2: Sounds like being more connected once again to yourself.
0: Yeah, yes.
2: And that headspace sort of to listen and without so much stimulus... From outer sources.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is that where you came to a realization about... You made an anti-career post mm, recently. Yes, I did. Is that around the same time? Or is it from the the full two and a half years of reflecting?
0: Actually, no. I was starting to think about career when I was... When I start. My first office job.
2: All right. So yeah. before everything.
0: Yeah, it was. I have always been a thinker. So, like, so many thoughts have been in my head. And uh, after I've been sick, I have this stronger feeling about my, my mm. old thoughts. Mm. And I actually, the best thing about being sick is that you get time off and you can lie in your bed and think about stuff. So, that was, that was a huge. A gift for me even if it was terrible to have pain and be sick I got a lot of time to just think and I'm very very thankful for that
2: did you think of that in the moment like this is a nice moment to think
0: every day you did? <laughs> Yeah, oh, I
2: love that I love that I hope or wish I would do the same yeah if I would be put in the same situation yeah find the find the good with it yeah and you came out with this realization so your anti-career post what did it say
1: it
0: i'm not so rebellic but when i see people talking about career all the time and uh, materialistic achievements Mm. i just wanted to do something different now i'm going back to work again after three years not working oh yeah so i've been thinking so much about work and how i should do or how i should be And I just realized that I just want to go to my boss. I just want to do what he wants me to do. And I'm not, I don't want to do this huge career. I don't want to be the best, coolest girl in the office. I just want to do my thing. And I also want to go home from work. Mm -hmm. I also want to go home and practice meditation, practice my self-development. Like, career It's something that you can show on paper, you can show it on Instagram, you can talk about it, but if you focus all your energy in your work, Mm. you don't have so much time for yourself. Mm. And I just want to like praise the time you have for yourself and for your self-development and say to people, you don't have to do, you don't have to work your ass off, Mm. okay, to be a good person. And I remember ten years ago when my friend that she's very successful, but we were talking, and she said to me, like, you know, you don't even have to do a career. I love you I'm gonna love you anyway, and everybody else also gonna do that.
1: Yeah.
0: And after she told me that, I've been thinking about this for such a long time, because when I thinking about when I say the, the sentence out loud, I don't wanna do career. I feel like a lazy, Mm. bad person. And I realized that it's wrong. And that's something I want to wake up in other people. Yeah, Make people think about that. You are not bad or lazy just because you're not one to be an entrepreneur or become a boss. Mm. You can just be you and you can work on like on the supermarket and be like the coolest person.
2: The realest person.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that goes back again to what you said about being yourself and the social mirror. You were talking about earlier about the social mirror, talking about the other people who were mm. laying in the same situation as you and realizing that, damn, I've just lived after the social mirror, what yeah. people want me to be, tell me to be, see me as. And it also makes me think that it's important to realize that you are not your career. Career is something you do. It's not mm. something that you are.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And uh, there's not room for everyone to do career and be an entrepreneur that's and so true. do the same thing. Yeah. So I just want to share one thing. I, when I was younger, I was working at the store. And at the warehouse, I, was, I just loved to sit in the corner and mark things up. Because then I could be in my brain, you I know? saw
2: it just the way you describe it now, marking up. <laughs> you looked up like you were yeah. <laughs> thinking and reflecting.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of simple work. Your hands are doing something, but your brain is writing poetry. Like, I wrote so much poetry when I was working. Like, just silly poetry for my friend or fun things. Because I had so much space in my brain. Then I started to work in an office and the biggest shock for me was that I was selling out my brain and my creativity. Mm. So So don't think like, because people don't want to work in an office and have these fancy jobs, it doesn't make them less smart or curious about stuff or self-reflecting. They're just choosing another path for some reason.
2: Definitely. And we don't know how the future will look, but imagine times where people are more free to choose a little bit, how they spend their time Mm -hmm. and uh, we can put value in other things than the monetary, the nine to five. Mm -hmm. That would be, I believe, amazing.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I think, um,
2: I think I would still work because I, I love what I do and and um, it's, I'm able to turn what I love into a business and, but it doesn't feel like working, no. working, coming back to being true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about the social mirrors, social impressions and how it's so easy to be shaped by this. And today we have a tool that's even enhancing this, a tool that you happen to be very good at but you use it in what I believe is a very good way in sharing your story and inspiring people in life. Yes, you're... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs>
0: you get my point, yes, man.
2: <laughs> you really. I, I really like what you do on social media. What are your thoughts in general about social media and the power of social media?
0: I think it's scary. Because so many people are showing a fake reality. Mm. And uh, I I really try to be honest. And I really try to like... If I have a pimple, I have a pimple. Mm. What can I do? Like life. It's not
2: even life. It's just a small part of life. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's a very, very small,
0: (laughs) annoying part of life. Yeah, but it's there. And like when I travel, I... I not do this Instagram um, influencer traveling with these luxurious hotels. I live at people's homes mm. and I like filming people's like, look, I'm, I'm living in this lady's apartment now and she has, she has so many crystals and she believes in ghosts and she, I'm telling a story. Yes, I'm telling my view of the world. I just want to show things how they are. Yeah, like, not
2: trying to make your life into a billboard.
0: No, 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 no. That's bullshit. And that doesn't make anybody happy. And uh, it's so much also... Also, I think it's weird... um,
2: It gives people a false impression of what life is and what expectations to place on themselves.
0: 100%. Yeah. And I always thinking like, how do they think they make other people feel? Mm. Because when I see the perfect, perfect, pretty girls, I get... I don't know. I like to look at them because they're so amazingly pretty. But I'm thinking like, what does this do with me? This makes me feel that I'm not enough. And the important thing with my Instagram, it's like I'm always going to the flea market. Everything I have is quite cheap. When I travel, I travel low budget. And I always want to give my followers the impression that they can have the same. This is not far away. You can have it all. And if you want to know how much I pay for my travel, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you what I, what, when I buy a dress, I gotta tell you how much I paid for it. Mm. I wanna know, I wanna be very transparent.
2: And I love uh, your first like uh, influencer collaboration <laughs> yeah. that you did it with Billis. Uh, yeah. Would you call it a low budget store? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And you found a really natural way of putting it together because you do a lot of food stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, I love food. Yeah, you're getting into the dietary stuff. Yeah. Genuine lovely collaboration. <laughs> Thank Big you. up to Willis for that. Thank I'll you. give them some free ads <laughs> right here. <laughs> and if people want to follow and see what we're talking about, they can find you at all the cute things. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you name it all the cute things? Your because- Instagram. <laughs>
0: I started Instagram 2012 and uh, I have always been like this pink, fluffy, love, cute things. And I think like, I just got to take photo of every cute thing I see and I going to just have an account full of cute things. So all the cute, cute things. things.
2: <laughs> so, wow, well, you're very inspirational both here sitting with you the first time I met you, your Instagram. And uh, thank you for sharing your journey. And I hope it inspires people in whatever they're going through. Thank you. I want to ask you, what advice would you give yourself when you first got the diagnosis? It seems like you handled it quite well. But would you give yourself any advice or...
0: Mm. Oh, it's such a hard question. But I think like, I would just say, get your shit together, honey. It's time (laughs) for a roller coaster. I'm always telling people like, sit back and relax. You get cancer. You just have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And it can be, I don't know if that sounds a bit uh, harsh. Mm. I don't want to be harsh. I want to be very gentle. Mm. But that's the only thing you can do. Just try to enjoy life so much mm. that you can.
2: I think you've explained previously in the episode yeah. how how that plays out. It's yeah. not just you saying, be happy. No. You're actually saying, Actively Mm. work to be happy and it will give you something back Mm. so it's very concrete
0: yeah and one more thing like hug people all the time and if you don't have any friends or family hug animals like be around stuff
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's alive (laughs) give and get I'm guessing Mm -hmm. yeah so let's move into my recurring questions yay Uh, really excited about hearing your answers to these Uh, let me see here we go how much time do you dedicate to self-education?
0: I don't know if I should say every minute awake mm-hmm. or none. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a very curious person. I ask, I read, I listen. But I don't see it as education. No, I see it as fun and it sticks to my brain sometimes. Yeah. And then it's education. So
2: <laughs> I wish we saw education as that. I think we have a, a preconception of what education is it's sitting in school and being really yeah. bored. Mm. But I believe it was Conrad who taught me this in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was Patrick uh, Walsh, actually. Who was talking about education comes from the Latin word educat, I believe, which means to flower. I love that. So it's the cultivation of knowledge. It's Mm -hmm. not actually sitting at that bench listening to that teacher. Is whatever you, whenever you cultivate knowledge, that's education. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, what is your favorite source of information?
0: Wow. I love my phone. I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. That's both good and bad.
1: Mm.
0: I think like if I... If I feel very nerdy and want to get to know something really bad, I download the podcast on the subject and I just uh, do the dishes, go out for a walk and listen, 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 listen. My favorite thing is to just ask people. And uh, I was listening to your podcast actually and somebody told me... Somebody else was talking about unexpected information from yes. this uh, five-minute podcast about something. Uh, yes, yeah.
2: everything you need to learn in five minutes. That yeah. was Pontus yeah. talking about that.
0: And I think that you get the same opportunity when you meet a new person.
2: Yeah, that's so true.
0: You can ask them so many questions. And I'm always trying to like ask somebody a question like you were four years old. I don't care what you're going to think because I'm going to give you so much love in these yeah. questions. That means that I can ask you so many questions till I understand what you're actually doing, why you're doing it, and, and a lot of things that I didn't know before.
2: It's so simple. Kids got it right. The yeah. why question. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to have that with me as, as I do this podcast. Yeah. Why? <laughs>
0: mm. That's so important. Yeah.
2: So could that maybe be your best hack for learning? Asking people?
0: Yeah. Ask people because you're getting to, to know so much. And you can ask them like the best thing that when you have a live person in front of you uh, is that you can follow up your questions. Yeah,
2: yes. And having the live interaction, you can take a pause, think about Mm. it. They see you thinking and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I like that. And my favorite question. If you were to write a book that would be (laughs) read by all young adults in the world, what would be the title and subtitle of that book?
0: I would write a book. I would just call it the questions to all your answers.
2: I really love that title, the questions to all your answers. Yeah,
0: because I would just write a book full of questions for people. Because if you want to be true to yourself, you have to question yourself.
2: Mm.
0: Why am I doing this? How does this make me feel? Am I happy? Otherwise, you're not gonna know that.
2: Wow, what a book concept! Yeah, <laughs> you should get a deal on that. So, you, what your Trying to achieve with that book is the questioning part. Yeah, question everything. Question yourself.
0: Yeah, and why I want people to question themselves is because I want people to reflect about the social mirror. Like, mm. why am I doing this? Is this something I want, or is it, or is it something my mother wants, or is it something I have to? I think I have to do because an uh, influencer is mm. doing it.
2: Mm. So, that actually brings us back to the why question yeah. and turning that to yourself. Yeah. And it brings us then again back to being true to yourself.
0: Exactly.
2: We're really <laughs> t- tying it together here. Beautiful. <laughs> so, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life?
0: Oh my God. Every Monday, I start a new habit,
2: yeah. and by ah, every and by, Monday, yeah,
0: because by Wednesday, I already have forget what the mm. habit was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's I, so true. It's so easy yeah, coming up with a new yeah, goal or yeah, habit. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's so great because I get to try everything. I have been on raw food. I have been done uh, yoga every day, meditation every day, and from every crazy kick-starting idea I do. I keep a little part of the thing. Yes. I do like cherry picking, you know? Yes.
2: I love that as (laughs) well. You go into, now I'm going to do this ketogenic diet. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to do that for life, but you bring something with you. Yeah.
0: I think it's great because you try. Yeah. And um, everything when you do a positive uh, change, you're getting something out and something is left behind. Like um, I did mantra meditation and I just kept a little short mantra and me and my boyfriend do it. Every, not every night, but almost every night. We do it like before we go to sleep. Wow. And that's just a mantra. It makes us so happy. Even my boyfriend, he's like this stiff engineer guy. He's like, I love this. And we are like screaming out the mantra in the middle of the night. And the, I don't know what the neighbors <laughs> think we're <doing>. <laughs> <laughs> But that's something I just kept and I love it.
2: How is your boyfriend generally with your, I wanted to ask that, with your energy <laughs> and... Are you very different and how do you get that together?
0: Yeah, we are so different, but we leave a lot of space to each other mm. and we don't change each other. That's the, that's the rule. Don't change. Um, he accepts me for who I am and he's an engineer. He's very scientific. And in the beginning of our relationship eight years ago, he could make fun of me and he was laughing about my spiritual stuff and my, and my beliefs. And after one year, I told him, like, I'm losing myself because you're laughing at me. Mm. And uh, I know it, it's easy to laugh at because it's, it's quite weird sometimes when I try new things or meditation and stuff. But uh, you have to accept what I'm doing because otherwise I cannot be with you. Because this is my... I said to him, this is what give me strength. This is what gives my life meaning. So please don't disturb me
2: and i guess after eight years you have seen this (laughs) firsthand and know that wow
0: and he's super open like he does the meditation with me and he he tried different things and he laughs a bit but he really really respects me and my my weird things
2: and all the cute things yeah so when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost focus temporarily what do you do
0: I do the basic thing. I take a deep, deep breath. Mm. It's something people say like, oh, take a deep breath. But that's actually what you should do because it's changed everything. It's like uh, resetting your whole brain.
2: I really think we need to go back to the cliches and maybe add some science behind them to try to re-explain them. Yeah. Because there is a lot of meaning. That's why it became a cliche because it was so true. People kept using it. What are you eager to learn within the near future?
0: You know, I'm starting to work again. I'm starting to live life as a... I'm starting a new chapter in my life. The healthy chapter. And I start to work. I start this week to work. Back
2: the, to work? Back wow. to
0: work after three years. It was on the day three years. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Okay. I can't uh, imagine being no. three away from work and that grind for three years.
0: It's so weird to be back. And it's so, I feel like newly in love. Mm. I'm very, very happy. So I just have to learn everything from the beginning, like, you know, dress to work, mm. go to work. It's so, so basic, such a basic things.
2: But you haven't been doing it at all for the latest no. three years.
0: And, um. My main focus now is to have a sustainable lifestyle, like a lifestyle. I don't want to burn out myself. I don't want to stress. I want to be happy. I want to find the right tools and strategies to be happy in my everyday life.
2: Do you share, I'm not quite sure, do you share a lot of these tools and strategies on on your Instagram? I know you talk about Mm. it in a broad and and very positive Mm. and inspiring way. I'm thinking maybe you have your blog or YouTube where you can go into Mm -hmm. like more strict.
0: Yeah, I think, I thank you. I take that with me and I think I gotta, I I have to do it.
2: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You're sitting on so much and you started when you were 12. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot to share there. And I think you have a lot of people that can look up to you Mm. and your strength and your journey. So you should do that.
0: Thank you for a good idea.
2: Yeah. And also... I think you went into some learning mode when you were sick, besides your reflecting mode. And you learned a lot about diet and dietary uh, information. Yes. Would you care to share a bit (laughs) on that field and give us some tools or your main ideas?
0: Yeah, I I can tell you like this. I have been vegetarian since I was 12 years old. And I have always been healthy, juicing and stuff. But... When I got sick, the food part was like, the doctors do their medical stuff. i going to take care of my body and my food, mm. my fuel. Yes. So I started to eat super healthy after I got sick. And I really, really think everybody should be vegetarian.
2: Mm-hmm. I tried it for a while. Wow. Yeah.
0: How did it work?
2: Um, I don't feel like I've done it. A- scientific enough uh, research (laughs) of it but i believe my conclusion is that i should eat meat
0: oh my god Yeah. yeah okay because i have three questions i think every meat eater should ask themselves yes okay yeah so the first time it's like you see a cow big beautiful brown eyes and very cute eyelashes and you have to ask yourself do you really want to send this cow to die because you want to eat a hamburger when you're drunk, probably. Mm.
2: That's, that's a good question. And I have a huge problem with the, the industry.
0: Yeah. The, the yeah. meat
2: producers and the whole industry. That's a big problem.
0: And then you have to ask yourself, like, what, is, what does this do to my body? Because, you know, I have learned so much during my sick years and um, last year world last year the world Can World Health Cancer Organization they come out with a report when where they are saying don't eat red meat
2: as a cancer patient
0: eh, not as a, to provide cancer
2: Oh, okay
0: so that's whoa like if you want to see the scientific stuff, it's not hard for you to find that
2: and that's what I felt so. I'll be answering mm, your yeah, questions yeah. now. So that's actually a question I asked myself after that period. And mm. I felt that my body didn't feel too good from the vegetarian wow. part. So we had, for example, a football season, mm. playing amateur football. Mm. And I really felt like my body didn't get wow. the the fuel. Okay. I don't know. And that's yeah. why I'm, I, am because I know this is not scientific enough. No. I don't know what mm. I did outside mm. of that. I might have stopped something else or mm. started something yeah. else. Wishes. So there's causation and correlation. Yeah. I, I'm not quite sure on that.
1: But it's
0: also like this that you, when you are on a plant based uh, diet, it's very, very, it's a bit tricky because you really have to get the right stuff into your body
2: supplements. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't and, do that.
0: And maybe not supplements, but uh, once, for example, I know that I had trouble with protein. Yeah. Because I didn't eat so much beans. Mm. And I just found this life hack that now I have lots of beans pre-cooked in my home. I have Mm. beans everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So like when they do a salad, I can just throw in some beans. All right. And that was a very big game changer for me when I realized that. That's a good
2: I'm guessing like you're answering... I think many people like me have tried it and decided it's not something for me. I haven't decided. I've just tried it and moved on.
0: Yeah. And I'm very happy that you tried it because you can can try again. Yeah, (laughs)
2: definitely. I'm so open.
0: If you want to take care of your body, meat is not the way. And there's one more question you have to ask yourself. What does the meat industry do to the climate change?
2: Yes. Back to the industry again either we quit it all in all if we can like come to the conclusion that it's um we can find the balance i really don't know because i hear both or all the sides in this question and i hear the benefits and but i've tried it myself and i didn't feel like i could be without it yeah but if i tried it the right way, maybe I missed something simple as beans. Mm, <laughs> if I yeah. try it again and get the beans in and life is good, mm. then why should we? Yeah. So either we quit
1: mm. or
2: we have to fix the industry.
1: Yeah, Such a
0: hard question.
2: I'm not saying, I, I really don't think I have any answers at all. Mm. I'm just speaking out of experience. Yeah. And, but I see either way, whatever you do, mm. let's fix the industry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course, of course.
2: And I see how what you're doing is, it's healthy, of course it's healthy. I, I, I can see like everything you put together is really well put together and healthy. Yeah.
0: But I also spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I how love to cook. That's my passion. And I'm always going over the edge when I cook. Like every day to get the like most healthy and good food I can. That's my goal in life right and
2: now. And it looks amazing.
0: I think people should ask themselves why they eat meat and um, try to avoid it a bit. Yeah. If they feel like, if they ask, ask themselves these questions and... Um,
2: definitely, yeah. definitely. And avoid it more often. Yeah. And avoid the bad shit, the worst yes. shit that needs to go out of market. Yeah. Because yeah. if you buy it, they can make it. Mm-hmm. If you don't buy it, they won't make yeah. it.
0: Shout out to Max Hamburger in Sweden. Yes, (laughs) high five for that.
2: I love Max. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they have a lot of vegan options and they do climate compensation for everything.
2: So they're climate positive. Every burger is climate positive, not neutral positive. Mm. That's amazing. Really? (laughs) Shout out Max and Billis, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much Natalie This has been a fantastic conversation Thank you
0: so much, I'll so fun to be this here this
2: energy with me for the rest of the week
0: Way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And if uh, people want to find you They can do that at
0: Instagram, all the cute things Or just uh, search for my name
2: Yeah, Natalie, Natalie Fikas <laughs> Perfect, thank you so much Thank you You've been listening to the Learnability Podcast And I'm your host, Innocent McGinga If you want to contribute to the platform or find previous episodes and additional material, you can do that at learnability.online. Learnability.online. And oh yeah, don't forget to subscribe.